and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast, our first one for this very, very important week. Very, very important week. Um, and before we uh, officially started the Brad and Brit podcast, Brad and Brit cast today, I, I mentioned to Brit that I'm going to be uh, headed over to uh, Walmart for food shopping later. And uh, Brit decided, of course, that since he is a superior person, <laughs> and shopping for food at Walmart is beneath him. It's not. He informed me that I live fairly close to uh, other stores like an Aldi, and I'm, I'm it's like, basically you know, a loser for even thinking of shopping. Some, some Aldis are fairly shitty, and I could point out a couple of them in our town that are not Wasn't great. The, question. Don't, the one that you have is great. Don't, don't even try it. Don't even try it. The, the me, one that's me, by you is let like me, the... Let me finish destroying you. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let me, I have a tickle in my throat. <laughs> Wait, here, here is why today of all days i'm going to be going to walmart because they have this time of year the yeah. best selection of passover food kosher passover food of any local food chain they have the best selection of matzahs they wow. just don't have manischewitz they have yehuda which Jesus. is uh, actually baked in Israel. I think it was the last thing exported out of Israel before the country shut down the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, but they do. It, it, you would, it, off the top of your head, you'd say, well, we're, we're, you know, this is North Carolina. It's not a bastion of, no. of, uh, of Jewish food stores. Or, no. I mean, but, but they all have it. Every, every store does have it. But Walmart has the best selection. That's why I'm, I'm going today. Now, don't you feel diminished? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I feel exceptionally foolish. I'm just going to have to just. We're going to have to end this thing now. I'm done. Yeah, I was thinking. You know, I was thinking that they're having a few problems in Israel, as you just uh, pointed out. And I was flashing back to the time that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu decided that he would uh, come to the United States and essentially campaign against Barack Obama. You know, he, he spoke in front of Congress, right. asserted himself. And I'm, and I'm thinking now, look, I'm like, well, how, how's that going for you, buddy? Everything OK? Well, look, that's just one little Lego brick yeah. <laughs> in the uh, wall of Benjamin Netanyahu over the years. That's that's a, a very uh, memorable, but not necessarily important today part <laughs> of the story. And as as we speak, he has begun the process of attempting to back down without appearing to back down to his most loyal supporters. So let me, let me try to translate this again. It's much easier to say Netanyahu is, is uh, Trump and Kevin McCarthy, wow. more like Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy only has his job because he has completely abandon any sense of decency and independence and love for his country over achieving the office that he desired. Uh, not for the same reason that Donald Trump wants to get back into the presidency, which is to avoid prosecution for him. <laughs> but Netanyahu is actually a combination of those two people over in Israel, where Netanyahu is uh, under indictment 
and has been able to tap dance, sound familiar, for several years and not be held to account on corruption charges. In the middle of all that, he was reelected prime minister um, in a parliamentary system, which means that it's not a popular vote kind of situation. It's a parliamentary system where the parties vote. And so to get that gig back, he cut deals with the uh, far right and the far, far right, the hyper-Orthodox uh, Jews of Israel and their political parties. These are the uh, folks who cannot even think about having to serve in the Israeli military. That's right, Britt. You probably thought, and a lot of people think, well, in Israel, everybody is in the military, right? We all think that here, right? It's mm-hmm. it's different. It's a different... No. In Israel, if you're a far-right, orthodox, excuse me, black hat, <laughs> they have managed to carve out an exception for themselves. And in addition to that, they have um, you know, controlled the government now through Netanyahu to the point where they want to do, and this is so complex and upside down, I can't even begin to tell you, they are trying to do in Israel a 180 from what is trying to be achieved by the North Carolina legislature through the Supreme Court case known as Moore versus Harper. Try to follow Try to follow me on this. And I'm, I'm trying I'm, to. I'm, I'm, it, it, it's really weird, but it's all about democracy kind of melting down. It depends from which end of the uh, chocolate sundae you want the melting to begin. Uh, in the United States right now, as democracy seems to be failing in, in, in several ways, we have the North Carolina legislature trying to have it embedded into uh, the rules in our state so as that the North Carolina legislature can overrule the Supreme Court of North Carolina on things having to do with election laws, gerrymandering, voter ID, because the North Carolina Supreme Court ruled that what the North Carolina legislature was doing as far as drawing these unfair districts was wrong. And so... And reach around your ass and pull this out. Independent legislative theory. Mm. Independent legislative theory. That one was something that was made up by uh, some right-wing, quote-unquote, think-unquote tanks that would allow for legislatures to be super legislatures. The court's rulings would not matter if the Supreme Court, which now has heard the case, rules in the spring that that's legitimate, which it is not, but they might rule that way because you have Brett Kavanaugh and you have Neil Gorsuch and you have uh, Amy Coney Barrett, um, the the uh, three judges appointed by Trump. If they sign on to this, that will happen. Now, over in Israel, <laughs> where it's a different system, the judges are not appointed by politicians. They're not. They have a big... Uh, a, a group of people made up of, of different segments of Israeli society who appoint the Supreme Court judges. So it isn't the prime minister who appoints the judges. Um, but 
Netanyahu, who again is about to at some point face accountability for his corruption crimes, is in concert with the far right legislative groups that he is associated with, trying to make it so that this legislature can overrule the Supreme Court on any goddamn thing they want to, as long as it's 50% plus one on anything. So you basically have neutered the Israeli Supreme Court if Netanyahu and his people get their way. So they're not identical, but they're similar. And I just read a piece before we started in Haaretz, which is a a liberal paper in in Israel and a, and a columnist warning warning uh, Israel to not go down the road of America and don't let politicians appoint judges. And she very very accurately described what's happened in the United States because of what started with. Uh, you know, Merrick Garland being railroaded out of his position on the Supreme Court. Remember, he was the person who Barack Obama was putting forth because Obama had to compromise. Obama couldn't put a far left progressive on the Supreme Court. He went with a well-respected by both sides kind of judge. Uh, And that is exactly what's supposed to happen when you have a president of one party and a Senate of the other party. There has to usually be a compromise, and there is. But Mitch McConnell, and by the way, God bless the fact that he is now out of the rehab center and back home. We only wish him well, okay? Um, The distortions now in our own Supreme Court because of the political decisions made by the presidents who appoint them or this president who just left office appointing them, Israel is looking at that or Netanyahu is looking at that and the far, Hey, that's not a bad way to go, but we can't get there that quickly. So here's an idea. We'll just pass massive legislation that neuters the whole Supreme court anyway. But I think the point is that you have all these, these protests that are in the street. That's what it should have happened when Barack Obama was not allowed to appoint someone to the Supreme court in his last year. Well, there should have been protests in the street. Um, Mitch McConnell wouldn't even bring it up for a vote. Yes. Uh, we're not as visceral a country as we like to think we are. Right. Um, it takes a lot. You know, the day that uh, Trump took office, remember how many millions of people around the world marched? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can move on from that now. We marched. That, that okay. It, in other words, it didn't really mean anything. But what's going on the last few days in Israel, as uh, Robert Vaughn used to say on those uh, lawyer commercials, we mean business. Those folks mean business. I mean, the percentage of people in Israel who are out on the streets protesting, I believe the equation is uh, it was 300,000. And if you run the uh, the numbers, that's the equivalent of uh, about 10 million Americans uh, being in Washington, D.C. to uh, protest something. And uh, I'm here to tell you 10 million people would, would close down Washington and Maryland and Virginia for, I mean, there's just not that much room there. Uh, I mean, on the, the biggest protests we've ever seen, I, you know, there, there may be a million, million and a half, it's happened. 
but we've never seen that many people. But you're you're right. Uh, and uh, look, uh, I guess they just started um, flying airplanes out of Israel again after a few days of the air. But the the military is is shutting. People don't want this. Okay. They, they, they do not want this shit. They don't want their democracy to go away. And when you really dig down on that story, it's it's really about Netanyahu and his 100%, even though he doesn't say it, he will say it in different ways, his 100% opposition to a two-state solution to give the Palestinians their own state and for Israel to back off from um excuse me for using this word, occupying the the West Bank, which you know, was a Jud- Judaria and Samaria. You're not the only one who uses that word. Right. Uh, uh, which, you know, was, was won in the 1967 war, legitimately, when all the Arab countries said, we're going to destroy Israel. Israel won the war and won that territory. And it's been hammer and tong ever since then and that's what this is all about because remember those political groups that support netanyahu on the right far right and even farther right further right uh they're dead set against any kind of two-state solution and if it's up to them they'll keep building more homes and expanding the the uh, uh the amount of land that is used and making it all about about israel and i don't know how you get out of that um, but that's really what this is all about. But the, we're we're not going to hear that. That's not very exciting. It's not very new. We've been hearing it for fifty years. <laughs> so we'll we'll, uh, we'll use some new uh, new subjects to to try to get to this. And it's so on the surface, it's about Netanyahu destroying democracy in Israel and in effect becoming a dictator, and in the United States. It's about the Republican Party through Donald Trump. Trump becoming a dictator and getting reelected come hell or high water, fixing the next election, making sure that people are in place in states that can uh, get the job done that couldn't get it the last time up in Wisconsin. You know, they have a Supreme Court uh, election. What is it next week? And if the Democrat wins, democracy is saved in Wisconsin. If the Republican wins and they get a Republican Supreme Court, it's Katie bar the door and Wisconsin is dead. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin is dead. And of course we need to know how Aaron Rodgers feels about this. This could help (laughs) decide whether he stays in Wisconsin or goes to New York. So (laughs) how is that for a, how is that for a long, long explanation to get to where we uh, really need to get to, which is, to something else, because there's no resolving this, but it is it is interesting to see. And uh, guys like Tom Friedman in the New York Times often write columns talking about this, that you see things happen in Israel that are forerunners of what we're going to see in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's happened several times over the years, and this looks like another one. This really looks like another one. If if in Israel they can decide to just vote away their judiciary, and they don't have three branches of government 
in Israel. It's not like here. They don't have a constitution written down. They just have a series of laws that uh, and customs <laughs> yeah. um, and goodwill and things of that sort. So it's 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 not the same. It's not the same, but it has been a it has been a form of government that's allowed that country, whatever you think, to thrive and survive as they approach the 75th anniversary, which you know makes them by country. It's a young country. It's a baby uh-huh. country. Still in 1948. Um, so, but, but I, I mean, I, I haven't read enough because we, this just happened in the last few hours, but I'm just guessing that if Netanyahu thinks that by delaying a final decision on this until July, I think that's what the deal is, um, that that's going to shut down protests or that's going to mollify everybody that no, that's not going to work. We is know that, that. that that's Jews- about as that's about as Jews. believable as I, I have a great uh, 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 health care plan. I'm going to do, uh, put it out in two weeks. Two weeks, time. two weeks. Well, two. Anyway, but you're right. Anybody else who has been able, if you're if you're Benjamin Netanyahu and you kind of just have to fashion together a working government to support you, you would kind of proceed with caution. Not this guy. <laughs> Not this motherfucker. He's full speed ahead. No, I, um, that that's just, do you think that the people who, are behind this are going to change their minds by July. I don't think so. No, I mean, this, this feels, this feels very much like Trumpism, which is we're going to drive that train and we're going to hit the accelerator and we are not stopping. And we don't care who gets killed on the tracks. And we don't care if the train goes over the cliff. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. They don't give a shit. And, uh, it's, it's divided. It's divided Jewish opinion in the United States. Well done. <laughs> well done. Although I'm sure that uh, maybe I can't back this up because I haven't seen the research on it. But I'm just guessing that if you did this by uh, Democratic Jews versus Republican Jews. Right. Uh, Republican Jews think this is great. Great idea, Netanyahu. Way to go. I'm with you all the way. Right. Right. And the Democratic Jews, and that's the majority, um, are torn on this. It's a it's a it's a difficult issue, although I don't think it should be. I think you got to vote for democracy and not for theocracy. Yeah. But Israel's had a a dual problem of what are we? <laughs> what what kind of country are we? Are we a, a state of Jews and other people, or, or are we just a Jewish state? And I think that's part of the problem is that when you invest all of this this cult of personality energy into one man, Ugh. whether it's Benjamin Netanyahu or Donald Trump or whoever it is, that's where you really kind of go wrong. Oh, Netanyahu definitely is the uh, only I can fix it guy. Yeah, uh, and, and some people bought buy that shit. Absolutely, and uh, and that's because he was uh, educated in the Philadelphia area. He grew up in the United States. He got a great <laughs> he got a great Philadelphia education he probably learned how to how to throw hard objects at baseball players at phillies games <laughs> in the 70s <laughs> or something like that well we got to be careful because philadelphia did kind of save democracy this last election cycle at least before yeah. the midterms yeah, yeah. we, we have right. to be careful about that all right all right uh here's some other uh stuff uh i got um 
Brad's home state of Ohio mm-hmm. has a legislature that's passing something that Brad calls the both sidesism bill. You would oh, hear good. this one. You won't believe nice. this one. Uh, Don sings Warren Zevon in Waco. Oh God. Yeah. And uh, auto woke is a joke. Auto woke is a joke. Let's start with uh, the Buckeye State when they're both sidesism and how that's playing out. All right, here we go. From the Ohio Capital Journal. Hello. Hello. University instructors, college instructors in the formerly great state of Ohio. I left there over 40 years ago, and it's been downhill ever since. That's not fair. It is fair. It's okay. absolutely fair. It's not fair. only that is it fair, it's true. <laughs> okay, it's fair. They would be barred from teaching climate science without also including false or misleading counterpoints. Under a huge, sprawling higher education bill that they've uh, just started to talk about. So this is not officially uh, even a law to the point where the governor can decide to sign it or not. It's called Senate Bill 53. And uh, you always know that the Orwellian names that they give legislation give you a clue as to it's called the Higher Education Enhancement Act. (laughs) It's uh, out there to police speech in the classroom on just about everything, climate change, abortion, immigration, diversity, equity, inclusion, and all those would be labeled controversial. And as a result, faculty and staff will, quote, encourage and allow students to reach their own conclusions and not to seek any person to be inculcated with a social, political, or religious point of view. In other words, if you get any state money, you are not allowed to require diversity, equity, or inclusion training. You have to make a commitment to intellectual diversity that includes divergent and opposing perspectives on an extensive range of public policy issues. All right, I'll stop reading. It sounds, and it is, the concept that there is no right or wrong. All right. That would probably be something like uh, slavery was bad. It was horrible for black people. It dehumanized them. There was rape. There was incarceration. It was forced labor. Yeah. You got to stop that now. Let's give the other side of it. Okay. Well, they got to America. I mean, they got got to to the greatest country. They got to learn. They got to know Jesus. It was beaten into them. Jobs, Britt. They had jobs. They had jobs. They had a place to live. That's right. right. There were some good sides of slavery. The lack of necessity for something like that is so... How did we ever survive, Britt, <laughs> without something like this? You know, how, did we, how did we ever get there? You know what's happening in less than a month's time is that um, our lieutenant governor, who is probably one of the most dangerous politicians in America, is going to announce he's running for governor. He is set... A date, I think, of April 22nd at the ever popular Ace Speedway, just a few miles from where we are right now. And you'll remember Is the that Ace some Speedway. horrendous anniversary? No, I don't know. <laughs> he couldn't do it on Hitler's birthday because it was just too on the nose. So he decided yeah. to skip ahead a couple of days. Uh, you'll remember that the Ace Speedway was one of those, fuck you, Roy Cooper. I don't care about your restrictions. We're going to keep this track open and we're going to breathe on each other and kill each other and suck on it, Roy Cooper. 
Uh, so he's going to be having a, uh, and you just wonder, given what you said about Ohio, if Mark Robinson is God for bid elected governor of the state of North Carolina, how far behind we're going to be on the exact same bullshit. I don't know. Would, know. It's, it's, it yeah. would be imminent. It would be completely imminent. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no doubt about that. No, uh, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. If, if that guy gets in, I mean, folks around the country or around the world that are that are listening to us, if you look up that name, Mark Robinson, North Carolina, you'll be, uh, you'll be clued it's, into. It takes cursory research. He's the lieutenant governor right now. I don't believe there's been a public official, let's say, I'll, I'll go with the past 10 years, who's put as much hateful bile about gays, Jews, and black people. And here's a fun fact. He's black. Uh, it's not a dog whistle that he sent out to the KKK. It's a bat signal. Mm. Uh, I don't think there's been an elected official that's put out as much of that material in the past 10 years as Mark Robinson. Whether it was social media, I know he's only been lieutenant governor for a couple of years, but he got a head start before then. Oh, he's already a Fox favorite. Mm. He's, he's, oh, can, can I just add one more thing to the the Ohio story? Just just to to throw a little bit more dirt on this. Uh, one of the primary sponsors of this SB eighty three thing in Ohio, where. It's both sidesism. It's whataboutism about every topic. There, there are no absolute truths. And I thought it was Republicans and conservatives who were upset that there are no standards, no absolute truths anymore. That everything is relative. But, gee, I must be crazy. Uh, <laughs> but not, not for these things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the guy's name is Jerry Serino. All right. He said it was his idea to include climate change as a quote controversial belief or policy, but he admits that he didn't actually consult with the climate people. He said, my agenda was not to use this bill to impact energy policy, but what I think is controversial is the different views that exist out there about the extent of the climate change and the solutions to try to alter climate change. God. You want to talk about an arrogant, insulting view of educators and people who teach. If that isn't the worst example of it you'll ever hear. I mean, these people, these Republicans, have been so brainwashed by the, the Fox Newses of the world that they really believe that every day that their children go off to public school, they are locked in a room and they're just forced to learn all kinds of things that are so horrible, so not true, and so one-sided about every issue that the only way that they can be handled, can be fixed, is through this kind of crazy-ass legislation. And it's an insult to people who go into the teaching profession, and it is a profession, and it's not a well-paid profession no. either. And people who go into it don't go into it to get rich. And they don't go into it with an agenda. Wow, I can't wait to become a teacher and get my degree so I can go teach fourth graders everything 
that I think is true about different subjects. And I'm going to fuck them up for life. They will never be able to think. And I got them. I got them. This is what they think. Well, and also the, the teachers every five minutes are asking the guys if they want to have their dicks cut off. Well, you know, there's not enough time <laughs> to cover everything. Yeah. Right. Sure. right. And 15 minutes a day on pronouns. Right? Yeah. 15 minutes a day on pronouns. In every class. <laughs> In every class. God almighty. Uh, Don sings Warren Zevon in Waco. I'm assuming you're you're speaking of lawyers, guns, and money. No, I was speaking of a poor, poor, pitiful me. <laughs> a great song by Warren Zevon made into a hit by L Linda Ronstadt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe Linda Ronstadt performs that in the hit movie FM. I believe that's one of the songs that she has uh, in that film. That's a great song. That that's a good one. Um. Yes, Britt, I watched it. I was going to ask if you <laughs> if you tortured. Now, like, did you watch all of it, though? Just about. Oh, boy. About an hour and 20 minutes. I don't think it went more than an hour and a half or so. Still. Um, that's hardcore, dude. Yeah. And I was, I was sure he was going to actually bring a baseball bat up to the stage as a prop. Because... And, you know, it's been what four days a lot has happened uh, most folks are aware of the fact that he retweeted and then took down uh, uh, that uh, little montage of uh, him holding a baseball bat right next to the picture of New York uh, prosecutor Alvin Bragg which in a normal world would be taken as a threat on a public official's life and on a prosecutor's life and would get the person arrested uh, but we don't live in a normal world do we no we mm -hmm. don't but he's proud of that he stood behind it uh and i was sure he was going to bring that bat up that would have been a that would have brought down the house don't you think <laughs> they would have loved it the fans would have loved it let's see al capone scene from untouchables right where de niro smacks the guy and yeah, on, around that goes around the table yeah or 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 anytime someone's bashed somebody's head with a baseball bat you know when you know when juan marichal bashed john roseborough's head and the dodgers versus the giants in 1965 <laughs> same thing <laughs> Okay, that's the reach of the day. You're not going to top that one, Britt. You are no, not going to top I, that I believe one. that's going to be our obscure reference of the day, if not of yeah. the month, if not of the quarter, if not of the year. Yeah. But to be fair, Juan Marichal was suspended, and his reputation was never quite the same again for doing that. He called him Baby Bull, Brad. That was uh, the nickname. Yeah. Um. It was just dreadful. It was the same old shit. It was the same issues. It was the past, the past, the past. It was several different references of the fixed election in 2020. He's not over it. Um, don't you think he thought that there would be a million people there? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, the, the uh, estimates... I saw were anywhere from fifteen to twenty-five thousand. Uh, not that the crowd size 
in any sense means anything anymore. Um, but it was just the, the litany of, of whining and complaining and telling at least 10 different stories that included the word, sir, <laughs> you know, whenever he tells a story where he says, uh, and an aide came in and said, sir, you have, it's a lie. He's just made it up because nobody speaks that way just no nobody does you and i you and i talked after we finished last week they have all these great stories about larry bird that you have little clips of and it's always the same story it's always some guy going he talked to me he talked shit to me and he said i'm gonna hit this shot from over here and he would point to a spot in the floor and he'd shoot over him and score it's always the same story with that larry bird it's always the same story with trump it's sir 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 it's always the same fucking story over and over and over again yeah and he really must have decided that the line that he spoke a few weeks ago, the I am your retribution, he decided that's a winner. He's going to go with that? So he went with that. He absolutely went with that. Um, but it was a self-pity party in front of a I – mean, man. He's rattled. Yeah, but I, I – that's, that's, that's the facts. That's the facts, I, man. He's I still get the the I still get the sense from some Republicans and some people on Fox News and some people on some of these stupid-ass conservative websites like, gosh, sir, I just don't know about attacking Ron DeSantis like that. I don't think you should do that. That's not right. <laughs> and they just, ring, they're like, they just wring their hands like, he's so if – you just, if you just adjust this much, then Donald Trump would be the greatest guy ever. If you just quit talking about the 2020 election, if you just quit – it's a, he's not gonna he's irredeemable well there's, there's nothing there well, how how stupid are you that you didn't watch that rally you people <laughs> who are trying to give trump advice he flies into these places and he knows he's got to play the hits yes he does you have got to play the hits and even if there's a, a few new lyrics in those hits or the names have have changed you got to give the fans what they want. That's right. It's a and CCR he, tribute band. I want to hear Traveling Band. I want to hear Fortunate Son. I want to hear Who'll Stop the Rain. Come on. Keep playing that shit. Yeah. Uh, and, and it would be it would be like somebody, it would be like a concert reviewer come back and go, geez, I don't know if Skinner should play Freebird anymore. I just don't, I don't see the point. I mean, <laughs> if somebody reviewed one of their shows. to move on. Like if, if somebody came back from that Springsteen concert in Greensboro this weekend, I just don't know. Born to Run? Do we still need to hear it? I'm not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, did you know he waited almost till the end to play that? Did you hear well, that? Well, you know. We weren't <laughs> sure he was going to play that, Bruce. <laughs> it's that tantalizing morsel that you save right till the end. Yeah. Knowing that you're going to get it. Yeah. Uh, he never mentioned once that he was in Waco. He never mentioned of course, the Branch Davidians and the symbolism of Waco being really kind of the beginning of the modern anti-federal government uh, put upon oppressed yeah. white Christian grievance industry. And that's the moment that it started. And that's the place where it started. He was only about three miles away, I believe, from where the the Branch Davidian compound was. I think it was at the the airport there. So he didn't mention it. Now, why is that? It fits in with everything that he does. With 
no emails, no handwritten notes, uh, no text messages that have been sent specifically by him that are being used in any of the prosecutions that we know of because he doesn't believe in that like a mob boss. And so that extended to going to Waco, knowing the symbolism is there, knowing that the dog whistle was blowing full bore. I am your retribution in Waco, Texas, in Waco, Texas, which I was uh, surprised to hear, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised. You know that Waco is the 27th largest city in Texas. They're 26th. Well, of course I knew that. Ones. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I didn't know. I had, I had no idea. No, no clue. Yeah. Um, and they, they pretended to the last minute, his staff and everybody, there's no significance to the fact that it's yeah, just, it's just random. We just we did this thing on the map. We closed our eyes with a blindfold yeah. and just it just landed there. That's yeah. it. It just yeah. happens that next week we're going to Guyana. I mean, it, I mean, it's just complete coincidence. <laughs> it's it, it's no big deal. Why do yeah. you people make a big deal out of these things? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe he should, ought to start going to places where there have been mass shootings. Columbine next week. Uh, now I can add Nashville, Nashville, new, new town. Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's no, there's an endless supply of places, unfortunately, yeah. where you could go. New town, Connecticut would be a place where you could be sympathetic with the, uh, the gunman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have some new uh, polling here. Oh, wait a minute. Before we go on to that, did he, has he, what has okay. he settled on a nickname for DeSantis yet? I just heard a, a new one today. I can't remember what it is. Because I thought I thought meatball was going to be the one that. No, no, no. That, it's one you haven't heard yet. Oh, okay. It's a what it's was a he? Total, it's a totally different one. I can't remember oh. what it is. It doesn't matter. All right, new polling. New polling. All right, and uh, not good news for DeSantis. Oh, even and, you know he's the. I'm the governor of Florida, where woke goes to die. Um. You know, the free state of Florida and all that. Uh, Wall Street Journal warns the patriotism, religious faith, having children and other priorities that help define the national character for generations are receding in importance to Americans. Having children, religion, patriotism, community involvement have dropped across America. The one issue that has increased money, money. Hmm. And money is the only issue on which Republicans and Democrats both agree was very important to them. <laughs> okay. But you get to the culture war questions, and the gap is huge between Democrats and Republicans. But DeSantis, if he becomes a candidate, and you never know, it's never too late not to be a candidate, Ron. If uh, you see that uh, there's yeah, not a path, you can pull out. Yep. Yep. Uh, apparently, folks aren't as keen on banning books, burning books, as he thinks that they are. Here's the question. Which of these concerns you more about schools today? 61% chose this. Some schools may ban books and censor topics that are educationally important, but 36 opted only, only 36 opted for some schools may teach books and topics that some students or their parents feel are inappropriate or offensive in other words two-thirds of people are willing to say it's okay to teach topics that might offend 
folks. All right. More than half the country says they have some or a great deal of confidence in public schools, but just a third said very little or none. And this is on a day as we speak. This is a Monday. How many times have you seen DeSantis? And of course, he avoids direct questioning usually from members of the press or members of the public. That's his game. Oh, what about Biden? Okay. Yeah. Have fun with that. <laughs> Biden got elected president, okay? DeSantis is right now a wannabe. There is no comparison. Um, How many times have you seen Ron DeSantis signing bills in Florida surrounded by children? Oh, it's happened several times, yeah. He's really into that. And he did it today, Monday. uh, And this essentially expands the uh, school voucher program, in other words, free money, to every student regardless of of the parents' income, which is designed, in effect, to continue to chip away and decimate public school attendance and push people more towards private schools. And it will result in the reduction of federal funding to public schools in Florida. It will cost them billions and this result in more faith-based and uh, religious private schools overall that's the uh, conservative playbook in florida ron DeSantis has said what we've done in florida we can do for the rest of the country he is so dead on this stuff well they, donald trump as bad as donald trump is he never talks about this kind of stuff no the he, uh i hate the, to say donald trump's too smart to talk about this kind of stuff no but maybe he is the uh, conventional wisdom of the narrative is that he's really over the past couple of weeks with the Ukraine thing and with him kind of just giving a shrug toward, uh, oh, why don't you help Donald Trump out from being arrested? He's not had a good couple of no. weeks, DeSantis. Yeah. Well, but to, to look at it the other way, you know, you, you're always going to have a shitty period in your mm. campaign, maybe more than one. And it's best to have it before you're even an actual candidate. That's one school of thought. The other school of thought is if you start out this bad, (laughs) then this is going to dictate exactly how you do during your campaign. Let me use right wing language. The campaign could be killed in its crib. (laughs) That's right. That's correct. Killed in its crib. You hate hate to see that, but but it does happen. And uh, you'll probably see video of this all over the place of DeSantis signing this bill and the the shot is so tight that all you see is DeSantis at a desk surrounded by about nine or 10 children, cute little kids. And uh, let's see, I see one, one child of color there. That's good. I was worried. I was worried it was also all white. The, despite the coverage that he's received, the name recognition as far, it may not be what we, we think that it is for a DeSantis. It's not. Yeah, you're right. Right, people, and 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 because Godzilla is dominating the yeah. the news uh, for largely bad reasons, but no, it's helping me. God. Meanwhile, but, the guy like know, we 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 blew it. Remember, <laughs> we went out of our way yes. not to get arrested, not to get we pulled did. over for speeding, we not did. to have drugs in our car, not to uh, get into a fight at a bar because we didn't want it to say. Uh, a popular radio 
disc jockey <laughs> disc jock right or in my case you know jew gets arrested for speeding i didn't want that headline apparently i was wrong should i what the hell? Out, we should have just waved the liquor bottle as we went down the street at 95 miles an hour just should have just know, fucking waved uh, it now they call that earned media right <laughs> is that's that what that is? <laughs> that's great that's what that's yeah. called yeah yeah um auto woke you had something about auto well that's, well, that's that's what this is uh, that, this is auto if, if you think you can ride those kinds of issues to success uh you're wrong because mo- first of all most people don't go along with the concept overall and uh even if a majority of republicans do that's probably not going to carry the day Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess what it looks like is, is DeSantis looking smaller and smaller all the time. That's just a a broad sweeping. Like he's he looks like him. right now a pretty good junior varsity guy, but he's not ready for prime time. And, I mean, and that's you know what? what? Like. I, 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 let me give him some advice. <laughs> Please and, do. You know, Britt, we, you and I, we're the best at giving Republican politicians advice, oh aren't we? God, yeah, we get paid for it. You should follow the example of uh, one of your fellow sitting governors, a Mr. Roy Cooper of North Carolina, who today, the same day you're signing this horse shit um, about expanding school vouchers and helping to decimate the public school system of Florida, the same day you're signing that, Roy Cooper is signing the Medicare, the Medicaid expansion in North Carolina that leaves only 10 states left that have uh, not chosen to do this to fill the gap between uh, people who make too little and those who make too much to be able to get Medicaid. Um, And Roy Cooper did it by, and it's a shocker, he actually got Republicans and Democrats in the legislature who agree on nothing to uh, finally hammer out an agreement because clearly the Republicans have figured out that standing in concrete for, for 10 years was enough. And politically it was not to their advantage to keep doing this. It's correct. And even though Roy Cooper is not running for reelection anymore, whoever is the democratic candidate that will follow him. Most likely Josh Stein, right? The uh, current attorney general. Um, he will be able to run on that success. He will. Now, whoever is the Republican candidate, whether it's Mark Robinson or Dale Falwell or some other dolt like that. <laughs> Dale Falwell would be, oh, my God, so acceptable okay, compared right, to know, Mark Robinson. Britt, <laughs> Britt, Brit, I'm sticking to the script, okay? <laughs> but we, li- we live in the world of... Uh, alternative facts trump has wrecked everything i wouldn't put it past the republican candidates to pretend it was their idea oh. for the medicaid expansion look at what we did yeah look at- am i wrong am i wrong <laughs> like, that's not possible you can see like there's also a rumor that mark walker the former minister and representative from our area uh, and he's ta- by the way walker. he's he's talking about running for governor also yeah he's also so I, you can see a mark walker going look at what we did look at what republicans have done in north carolina we passed Medi- we expanded medicaid 
Well, and you know what? There's probably at some point in his career as a, a congressman. What was he in for two terms or three terms? I think like it was that. just. I thought it was just one, but maybe it no, was two. Was for, I think it, no, he got reelected once, and then. Uh, but I wouldn't doubt that there is some point where he expressed support for Medicaid expansion one time, and he right. would he would point to that now as a Republican who really was with the party that's been against this up until now uh, and try to co-opt it, try to own it when he had nothing to do with it. I think Walker is the one that was up at the white house one time when they were having a difficult vote and it might've been about trying to kill Medicare, kill Obamacare. And he had Trump right next to him and he goes, okay, so you're a yes on this. Then and, and Walker's like looking like a dolt, like a moronic idiot. Like, oh. well, and you know, I, I saw Roy Cooper this morning on, on uh television he was on uh msdnc <laughs> that's great did you just come up with that off the top yeah. of your head it's great yeah it's funny uh <laughs> and he said something i hadn't thought about it but you know time does heal a lot of things and because we're what are we uh we're 12 years uh, past the original legislation that <laughs> It really is hardly ever called Obamacare anymore. They finally figured that out after it's the, a well, after but it's, trying a, to it's, it's a it's a name that's faded, and I wouldn't put it past Republicans in a state like North Carolina to having realized that decided that well, it's now okay to do the right thing. That's great because our voters won't hold us. Uh, accountable for being hypocrites on Obamacare because you know, people don't use that phrase very much. Anymore. They they insisted on slurring it from day one by calling that, and then when they realized they couldn't, they decided to own it. That's great. That's good shit right there. Yeah, yeah. P- pretty soon it will just be Trump Care. <laughs> pretty soon <laughs> it'll 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 be Trump Care. All right, uh, we uh, we got it done and. Uh, I'm headed over to, of course, Walmart to get matzah. <laughs> there's a there's a sentence I never thought I would utter in my life. I'm going to Walmart <laughs> to get matzah, then come home and watch the uh, Ohio State women's basketball team, oh, yeah. which humbled those mother from Connecticut. You know, I'm not big on women's basketball, but th- I'll tell you what. I've never that liked game. that Gino Ariema guy, the head oh, coach. And, I've and never he liked was, him. He was such a prick after losing. Oh, he's he's career. really I, I don't like that guy at he all. He couldn't take it. He yeah. you know, he he thinks and has been more publicly obnoxiously entitled than mm. ten Shashevskis. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's ten Shashevskis. Yeah. Yeah. And by <laughs> by the way, kudos to Shashevsky for getting out when he did. Because yeah, look, look at college basketball now. You know, ne- I, ne- next year the St. Pius School for Girls is going to make the Final Four. <laughs> okay, it, you you want to talk about uh, egalitarianism? I just don't like it's, it unless the, I, I don't like it unless the big names finish in the Final Four. Yeah, if it ain't Kansas and like Duke, it, Kansas, and, Kentucky, know, and Carolina, Kentucky, and, and yeah. UCLA, I, I, that's I, the teams I want to see there. I tell you, what, the, these these teams that are that are in it, the the, uh, the Final Four, they're exciting teams. They really they're, are. They're fun to watch. That, you, how could you not root for a Florida Atlantic? I mean, it may be a completely elitist school up in uh, Boca Raton, but my it's not God, elitist. it's not what a elitist scrappy bunch of bastards they are. 